Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, Gigi. Hi. Good, thank you. Okay, can you, I can hear you clear. Can you hear me clear? Yes. Okay, great. Well, um, first of all, I just want to thank you and welcome you to my podcast, Reimagine Realities, which basically started after this pandemic. And the reason why I decided to do a podcast is because I was inspired by other people who do podcasts and always wanted to have my own and thinking it was super hard to do, only to realize that it's actually not that hard to set it up and to get it going. And what I wanted to do when, and in particular when the riots, you know, the protests started with George Floyd and all of that, I decided that I wanted to bring people on from various backgrounds, different ages, different industries, job careers, whatnot, you know, and the reason why I wanted to do that is so that we can connect and understand each other and the various types of people that live in this country and what is their purpose, what is their their main goals, um, what is what drives them, what is their passion, and how do they see themselves contributing to our society and in particular, you know, the, situ the situation that we've been in that none of us have ever really encountered um, a pandemic to this magnitude and not even my parents who are in their 60s and 70s. So I just wanted to start a broadcast and then it took me a while to get the name that I wanted to call and being that I'm a realtor and I sell homes, I already had a name that I had started for my real estate company, which is Reimagine Re Realty. And I said, well, I'll just call it Reimagine Realities. And I'll bring people on who has, who live different realities that may not necessarily be the same reality as mine or as, you know, people that I work with in my industry so let me bring them on and invite them and when I see various stories whether it be on my Facebook or Instagram I'm inspired by the individuals that I that I know their stories and a little bit of their background so I want to thank you for accepting my invitation and I just wanted to tell you that when I saw your story on Facebook it was very moving and I realized, wow, this girl is like, she has a crystal clear vision of who she wants to be. And that is somebody that I would love to bring on my podcast to speak on who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you where you are now. So let's, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so let's get it going. Um, my guest today, her name is Gigi Ramirez, and she is an 18-year-old recent high school graduate from Hamilton High School. And how I met Gigi is I 
became a member of Zero Givens on May 4th of this year. And a few weeks into the gym opening, I met Gigi and I knew she was young <laughs> because the level of energy and just the, the dynamic that you bring to the gym, I said, wow, she's young. She's, she's going to have a lot of energy. I even told George, I said, George, you're going to have to hire young all the time <laughs> because they have a lot of energy that we don't. But then it kind of like motivates us to push ourselves, even though it's not at the same level. It still motivates me to want to push myself a little further than what I normally will do you know to break out of that comfort zone so I remember seeing you in the gym and I was like wow she's just a ball of fire and um so tell us a little bit about yourself Gigi so I'm Gigi Ramirez I have 18 years old I'm 18 years old and I'm the oldest of three siblings I did just recently graduate from Hamilton High School and I've been learning and grasping from everybody taking in a lot and I just like I'm really thankful for having this whole opportunity to be on this podcast to speak my story and just truly say what I'm all about fantastic yeah so tell us how has COVID changed your life COVID-19 so COVID-19 has definitely changed my life physically and mentally for starters um, when we had the first lockdown, I was on my phone all day. I was eating any, eating everything and anything I could find in the house. And I kept doing it even though I know it was super bad for my body. So then at one point, right. I realized that I had to start making changes with myself. Changing the way I eat. Um, getting up. Just literally getting up to even fixing my bed. Getting up to cleaning around the house. Just little things like that to mentally get myself ready for whether if I was staying inside or just going out to the grocery store I had to be ready for the day so like plan everything out because I was tired of just staying at home sleeping like I wasn't doing anything tell me about it yeah (laughs) yeah I think that is all of us believe it or not from the most you know well prepared professional to my eight-year-old who is always on his Nintendo Switch or he's on the computer or he's on the iPad. I think we have all reached that level where we're like, okay, this this is not normal life and I need to really make it more productive and get something out of my day. So you're not alone on that one. And so you, you mentioned that you made some major changes and then can you share how you were ready because I know one of the one of the things that caught my eyes about your story on Facebook was that you had already been accepted to the University of San Francisco yes but then you changed your mind tell us why um I decided to change my mind it was very a late decision but I knew it had to be done it was because I knew that I wasn't ready to go all the way over there. I, I also knew that I was using San Francisco as a way to escape from my problems over here. But at the end of the day, like I realized that 
whether I go to Hawaii, whether I go anywhere, really, those problems will stay following me until they get solved. So I knew I had to solve my problems, figure out what I truly wanted to do, and just stay home. Like, I couldn't go to San Francisco because not only is it not home, but I mentally knew, I knew that I didn't have more opportunities over there than I have here. Right. And so how did your parents take it? My parents took it like, wow, like you're opening up to us. Because I'm very open to my mom, especially like I tell her everything, but I decided to tell them both. So my dad was like, well, like I feel I'm thankful that you told me this, that you felt comfortable to tell me this. And it was a very hard thing to tell both of them because I felt like I was letting them down by not going over there. But it turned right. out that they just want the best for me. They just want me to do what I want to do. And they're always going to be there for me. They're always going to push me, but they just want to make sure that I'm doing something in life. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm a mom of a teenager. She's um 16 i'm sorry are you driving no <laughs> it just sounds like there's like a lot of air or do you have a i um airpods uh, I have... okay there you go okay i don't hear it anymore okay. i don't know what it was it sounded like um you know when you have your windows uh -huh. down in the car <laughs> yeah I, I don't hear it anymore um so thank you um yeah i have a 16 year old and she's always told me you know from the time she was little i'm gonna be this and then a few day years go by and she's like oh no i'm not gonna be that anymore and one day she said to me mom what if i what if i don't want to be like super professional you know like get a, my uh be a doctor or a lawyer and i think she was like in seventh grade and i said i've never asked you to be a doctor or a lawyer so what makes you think that I would push you towards that? And she was like, I don't know, because I guess that's the 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 majority of parents want their kids to either be doctors or lawyers. And I mm -hmm. said, no, I want you to pursue what drives you, what what you wake up every morning to. And it's the first thing on your mind and you can't wait to start your day. And but I also want you to find a job, you know, that will support you and you won't have to rely on anyone and you can be independent. So she was like, okay, you know, and honestly, to this date, I'm not really sure what she wants to be. I kind of encourage her based on the strengths that I see in her. Mm -hmm. And she might go into like, um, uh, media journalism. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she loves, loves, loves celebrities. She, she knows all, everything about her favorite artist right now is Billie Eilish. Uh -huh. She follows her insanely. <laughs> and she knows every single little detail about her. And she knows every show on TV during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, she's been watching Glee a lot. <laughs> and she got into this young lady who drowned up you know over there by Castaic or uh -huh. Santa Clarita in yeah. a river or a lake um, she's been following Glee she listens to the stories that happen to the various actors so she she knows people's names she's really good with names she's really good with like facts 
Uh-huh. And out and she's a good writer. She's always been a really good writer. She loves to read. So I always tell her, encourage her, you know, stick with journalism or writing. Something to do with writing and and putting a story out there because she's really good with that. Mm-hmm. So I never gonna I'm never going to encourage my kids to do something I want them to do. I want them to follow what drives them and what is in their heart to do. No, because yeah. you know what I mean. Because yeah. it's gonna have to be you who's gonna have to live it day in and day out, even after you know. God forbid we never imagine our parents to leave us, mm-hmm. but it's something that you're going to have to do for life and you're going to have to have a passion and a love for it. So let's move on to my next question here. Tell us what big lessons you've learned or obtained while being under the safe at home order. Okay. So a big lesson that I learned from staying at home was having to adapt fast. Meaning, like, during this pandemic, like, obviously it hit everybody differently, but we had to find ways to manage at home. Like, if we couldn't go out, like, when we first started, you couldn't go out at all. So you had to be creative at home. Just find little things to do. If it is go to the grocery store real quick and just bake with the family or have a movie night or just, just like, little things like that. So you don't get bored and tired and, like, go into depression. Because I know... Like, a couple of my friends did go through depression for, like, a couple months because they just didn't know what to do. Right, right. Yeah, I think um, COVID has definitely affected a lot of people. And I have been hearing more and more recently from, like, the professionals in, like, the mental health industry mm-hmm. that... I mean, we we are just we have we're just touching the tip of the iceberg right now, and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be affected by it because nobody was ready for this. No, nobody and, was at all. And it, it it has affected us all, and I think for individuals, you know, even such as myself, if you don't take matters under control in terms of finding an outlet Mm -hmm. where you can kind of like vent out your frustration let out your confusion or your depression or your anxiety you know if you don't find an outlet where you can just expense all of those feelings Mm -hmm. and you just let it bottle up definitely it's gonna affect millions of people in this country and not just this country worldwide Mm -hmm. so i have been hearing more and more mental health experts coming out and talking about how to handle um the different emotions that we're all feeling during this virus this vicious virus that has just come over and come to take over and affect us in more ways than one. I know a lot of people are concerned about their jobs and the economy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, I was just telling my daughter yesterday, I said, let me go bankrupt. I'll go bankrupt. <laughs> but you know what? I want I want to be safe and healthy because I, I, I'll hustle back to finding mm-hmm. how to make money again. Because if we just open up the floodgates and let the economy open up at full capacity you know 100 percent you know are then those people that don't think it's really happening or those people that don't think that one 
one, less than 1% of those who have been um, tested positive have died just because it's less than 1%. I mean, that's still somebody's grandfather, grandmother, or uncle or aunt, mother or father, sister or brother. Mm-hmm. That's still a life, you know, and there's people that are like, oh, the numbers are not severe enough for us to like allow the government to shut us down. But the way I feel is the opposite. It's like, what if they hadn't had not shut us down? You know, with, yeah. with, with you know, 10,000 people who have died, 10,000 plus people who have died is not enough for you. What about if it would have been 30 or 40,000? That's still not enough, mm-hmm. you know? So I understand the economy part of it, the finances and all that, because I've worked in that all my life. But money isn't everything. No, it's not. And as long as you have your health, you have everything. You can find ways. And I know I make it sound easy. It's not. It's very (laughs) difficult. It's very challenging. But I always say, you know, if God gives you another day above ground where you're still alive and you're able to go out there and make a living, you know, he will always make a way for you and will always bless you with with somebody or someone to give you an opportunity. So I'm glad that you have a very strong mindset and that you're very focused. So like the question, like I asked you, how has it changed you? Uh But also what would you, what would you tell your grandchildren or your children in the future about your experience? Like what big lesson will you tell them that you learned during this period? A big lesson that I would tell them would be like like don't let these big obstacles stop you from doing what you want to do like yes it was hard staying at home and all this but I was still trying to do something at home I was trying to entertain myself so I didn't get bored so we couldn't let this pandemic just hit us right there and then we just go numb we have to keep pushing Mm -hmm. forward right Right. And you know what I, I like is that I follow both you and your mom, mm-hmm. uh, Araceli. I follow both of you guys on Facebook. It's and Ara. I past, is, is, is it Ara, yeah. but it's not Araceli? No, it's Ara. It's just Ara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ara. So um, I saw you guys at the beach this weekend and relaxed. And I said, you know, this is what this pandemic is doing is bringing families closer together and finding ways to just spend some time even if it's just you know once every other weekend or once once a week or Mm -hmm. maybe once a month because we're so restricted Mm -hmm. on what we can do but it was nice to see your mom and your siblings and you you were like sound asleep no yeah and I said oh poor Gigi she must be exhausted I know the feeling, trust me, because you you're you're one of my trainers, so yeah. I know the feeling of being exhausted. And I was just telling my friend yesterday, I said, I don't care if you're 15 or if you're 50, your body still gets tired mm-hmm. and it needs rest. No, yeah, that day that we had gone to the beach, that was definitely like it. It felt like a breather. Like it was, yeah. we were all away from work. It was just us together, like we were talking. We just went to go walk, like even a little simple stroll. Like it felt, it was enlightening. Like we felt all together. Yeah. We were just talking and bonding. Cause as it is, 
during the week we don't really like we see each other obviously at night but during the day we leave we don't come back till almost like eight we have dinner and then everyone goes to sleep so there's not that right. much bonding there right but yeah uh yeah that's good that your family has kept themselves occupied and they're still employed or busy or working I know you're working every day. I see you every day at Zero Givens, or I see you on Zoom um, training us. And um, so my next question, like I said, uh, congratulations on graduating from high school. Thank you. uh, Class of 2020 is going down in history. (laughs) I know it. And you guys, I mean, I had a group of four no three students Mm -hmm. I had a a middle school a high schooler and a college graduate in June when I had already started my podcast and I interviewed them all together in one in one call and they each individually told me how you know this pandemic has affected them and my the reason why I brought them on just like I'm bringing you on is because I, my heart just goes out for you guys. I, I, you, you, you work, you know, so hard in high school, and then you've been in school for like 12 years, and and then you come to the ultimate, you know, mm-hmm. year where you get your your prom, your your grad night, um, you get all these various award ceremonies, and sometimes um, you get banquets or you get you know field trips and you go together as as a class somewhere and you just relax and enjoy each other's company and you guys lost out on all of that you know Mm -hmm. you get your prom you your come on your high school graduation your ceremony that was like that was heartbreaking for me because I was like oh man if that was my child I would be just so devastated (laughs) but you know what I did notice that everyone everyone try to make the best of it no yes definitely yeah. all the parents like i've seen on social media all the parents of class 2020 like they really try to go above and beyond like even though it was at home like they did try to go above and beyond with little situation and that's what like i really enjoyed about it right yeah and um i saw parents going to various places to take pictures mm-hmm. with their gra- graduates. I was at Kenneth Hahn one morning at 8, 8 a.m. and there was a set of parents taking pictures of their graduates there by the pond. And I was just like, oh man. But you know, they seemed like they were making the best of it. No, and yeah. I, I was really happy to see that in a lot of families. So now that you've found your passion, and I know your passion, but you're gonna tell us <laughs> okay. what your passion is and what your future career tell us a little bit about your passion and your future career okay so my passion is to become a physical therapist and still be a physical a physical fitness trainer i feel that with these two combined i'm able to apply them both to myself and both of my careers that i'm trying to pursue And for my future, I picked physical therapy because not only am I just a trainer, but I'm also a dancer. And as a dancer, we have to go in to go get like checked, make sure our body's getting handled right, make sure we don't have any injuries. And I remember on one of my uh, checkups, the lady that was checking up on me, like 
I just saw the way she told me how each body worked, how I was able to use a specific body body part and like just be gentle with it, like don't go down too mm-hmm. fast or don't press on this too hard. And I was able to grasp so much information that from there I was like, no, like I really like this. Like I want to be able to right. help others. And now that I'm a trainer, now that I got the opportunity to become a trainer, I'm able to do that with my clients as well. Right. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think I asked you, um, how did you become a trainer here? And you told me that you were part of um, George uh, Elite Group at at the camp, mm-hmm. which was the Alphas, right? Yes. Now, George invited me to be in his Elite Group once or twice. And I think I joined a few time uh-huh. and then i said oh no this is not for me it's no yeah intense. definitely elite the elite is so much different than just a regular class elite is like elite 2.0 like it's just yes different. it was pretty intense and so you said you met george when you were 15 yes. with your mom at at the camp and when he decided to open up his own gym um you actually stepped up to him and asked him to be a trainer right um he had or he brought it no so what happened was i had fine when i told my mom that i didn't want to go to san francisco anymore i finally opened up to her and told her that i wanted to become a trainer and she was like okay then let's let's see what we can do she was like and then she's the one who told me to go up to him and talk to him but i was still Mm -hmm. like in that timid kind of nervous place and then Uh literally the next day while we were working out he goes to my mom and then he's like, do you think Gigi would want to be a trainer? That same day, we go back to the car and she tells me. And I'm just like in shock because I had thought she talked to him for me. Oh, yeah. So it was just like everything it. was just coming together. And I was like, whoa, like this is everything crazy. Everything was lining up. Yeah. Like everybody was on the same wavelength, uh-huh. you know, like you guys were just telepathically communicating. Yeah, some way. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think that's awesome. I've talked to George uh, several times on, you know, how he went about opening up Zero Givens, Mm -hmm. which I will go into detail with him when I bring him on this podcast. But when I asked him, you know, about the trainers, he said, I'm the type of person that loves to give people an opportunity. Mm, And she definitely is focused and I said oh no I can tell because I but my thing was I said George where'd you get these young girls to come work for you you're very smart and he goes why do you say that I said um because they're young they're beautiful and they got a lot of energy and he goes oh yeah they're they're the ones that are gonna train you guys and I was like Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, well, you're going to have to, you, you've set the bar. You're going to have to always hire young. And he was like, I am. Cause he's like, I can't keep up myself, you know? And he's like, I can show them, but for me to hold a whole hour class and do that over and over again throughout the day is just going to kill my body. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I already put my body through enough. And I understand where he's coming from, um, but he's very smart, and he knows he he's he's very wise, you know. For somebody who 
um, for what I know, has done various different types of um, jobs and industry, and he has learned a lot. And he's just a big, he, he picks up people's um, personality right away, and he knows how to approach you, mm-hmm. and he knows how to talk to you, and he knows how to push you, most importantly. So you definitely have started on the right path. And I think, like I said, I asked you and you said, yeah, I want to be a trainer, but not only that, I want to go into physical therapy and perhaps even nutrition, Uh a nutritionist. And I was just like, whoa, you know, I say go for it. I, I definitely say go for it. The more you know, the better and the and the more you know and you do it right away and you don't lose focus or you know stay on track you're gonna go very far i know mm-hmm. that for sure Thank because you. you already have a good head on your shoulder you're very well ahead of your age so um you told us why you picked that major um so now that you're a trainer what is something that you look forward to when you come to zero givens gym I look forward to, honestly, like what I always look forward to is just starting up that Zoom class and just seeing everybody pop on and just ready to work. Like, I love the energy. I love that everyone's like, oh my gosh, like you need to calm down. You're doing a lot. Like, I just like that. Right. So yeah, tell us how it looks from your end because we only see you uh-huh. like if I'm if I'm home, I see the little bodies, you know, the various people that have logged into the class uh-huh. and I can see that you know I can see who's moving super fast because you just see them moving really fast and then I see people who are modifying like me a lot of times because of my knees mm-hmm. um, but how does it how does it look from your end like you're standing there in the gym with this big huge no it's definitely TV. like a movie theater like so we have <laughs> you have the big screen and you have you just see everybody there like everybody's right. little square you could see and you're able to like as a trainer we obviously have to stop and look at everybody make sure they have good form make sure their posture is right so we always stop and we look at the people modifying and doing it full out so it's very helpful mm-hmm. for like with the zoom it's very helpful because we can see everybody in their own little box right and then you can correct them. yes because <laughs> i i hear my name here and there you know mm-hmm. i'll hear my you or dorian or george or sarah yelling my name out like glenda <laughs> keep going don't stop oh no, yeah you, definitely you, you know so it's not the same as being in the gym mm-hmm. but it's not it's not that much difference if you make the best of it mm-hmm. like for me um a lot of times you might call my name out and i don't hear you because i i'm literally like I want to have the same gym feel as much as possible, so I'm blasting my music in my oh. in my living room. So I uh-huh. have this um, blue Bluetooth speakers, and it's like I, I there's a party going on in my living room every every, <laughs> every day at 6 p.m. I know my neighbors must be like, hmm, every day at 6 p.m. she blasts that music <laughs> so loud. But it's because I want to. I want to have still that same energy, that that level of energy. And and when I see you, I see Dorian, Sarah, George, all of you guys training us. I'm like, you know, I can feel your your passion. I feel the energy. I feel the motivation. So I hope it it, it it's it's transcending back to you. You know. Mm-hmm. 
uh, our energy. No, yeah, that's like our main thing when working out. That's why most of the trainers, I don't know if you realize, but most of the trainers, we do it with you guys because we want to we want you guys to see that we're here with you like even though if it's through a screen through a computer we're still here with you guys working out trying to give you so much energy so much motivation like yeah oh yeah you guys are doing an excellent job and what i love about um the way you guys went about it is that you first opened it up strictly zoom you know mm-hmm. it was just via zoom and I remember that first week of working out after not working out for like, gosh, like eight or nine months. And then I was baking every day with my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were either making brownies or cookies or oh. cakes, you know, and it was like, I realized like, I had, this is getting a little bit way out of control. Mm-hmm. Not a little bit, a lot, a lot out of control. So when... George told me about the Zoom. I was like, I'm going to do, I don't care what it is. I'm willing to do anything. Just sign me up. Where do I sign up? Uh-huh. And I signed up and here, here we are, phase four. No, yeah, definitely. To an I think we were in the same phase because I, I would have been in phase four right now if I continued the 504. So I okay. felt that huge change when I signed up when I was in phase one. Like, I just felt like, if I had eight chips that night before, I just felt it all doing those jumping jacks. Like, I was like, oh, oh yes. my gosh. Most definitely. Yeah, I've learned that I should have my most recent meal. If I'm going to work out at 6 p.m., my most recent meal cannot be no later than 3.30. Mm-mm. Because when I'm working out and, and, you know, we're doing those exercises, especially, you know, jumping jacks or burpees or we're going down on the floor. Mm-hmm. I can feel my food coming up and I'm like, uh, not a good idea. And and if I have something before, like an hour and a half or two hours before the class, it's usually one of my shakes because like the food, uh-uh, uh-huh. that's not a good, that's no, not yeah, a good plan. Okay. A full <laughs> meal? Yeah, I don't think that's right. The shakes, yeah, even it's... like a little protein or pre-workout too. Those are all good. Yeah, definitely need the pre-workout. <laughs> So um, my next and almost last question here is, is there anything that's making you anxious or nervous about going into the next chapter of your adulthood? Right now, I guess because I think it's because of this whole uh, COVID-19 thing that we're still indoors. Everything's through the computer. We're not really going out. As of right Mm -hmm. now, I'm not really like, oh my gosh, I'm going to school. I'm so excited. Like, everything's through computers, mm. so I'm like, oh, we're going to see my teacher. Like, yes, I'm happy and excited for it, but I would use, like, usually me for a new school year, example, my senior year, I was jumping up and down. I was like, I can't wait. New teachers, mm. meeting other seniors, finally having my graduation, my prom. But, like, now everything's through the computer, so yes, I'm excited and happy for it, but I'm not, like, jumping up and down. Right. So you signed up for classes? Yes. I'm just waiting. I'm when just, do you start? I'm supposed to start on the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm still waiting okay. on my confirmation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they still have to confirm with you? Yes. So I, okay. so I know they have all my classes, right? If not, I have to call again and make sure everything's right. Mm. 
Got it. Um, so what a major contributions would you love to share with the world, society, etc.? Some major uh, contributions is that I feel like, well, for right now, I'm really focusing on teens my age, 18, and even younger as well. I feel like we have, we don't have a lot of confidence as I would say adults. I would look at adults, mm. before I would look at adults and be like, wow, they're really out there. They have so much confidence, but turns out they're not that much either. They don't have that much confidence. Mm. So I feel mm-hmm. like us as growing teens and growing adults, we have to build a lot of confidence within ourselves and just put ourselves out there into the world. And whether they knock us down or not, we still have to lift our, lift ourselves up and keep going and reaching for those goals. Right. Yeah. And that's what... Wow. That's interesting you say that about confidence in terms of, you know, adults. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of times people have a good way of putting on a good act or masking the realities of who they are and I've also experienced that at my age you know I've met people who are either my age or slightly older than me and realize like wow you know they're not as confident as I thought they were no yeah or or they have a lot more insecurities than I would have at this age, you know, and and it just all depends, you know, it all depends on your on your mindset. Mm-hmm. It depends on, you know, where you are spiritually, you know, with with your creator and it also depends on who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yes, your group of Many friends, times, people around yes. you. Yes, that has a lot to do with it. Um, There's a lot of people who don't really speak to a lot of friends, don't have a lot of friends or don't speak to a lot of people outside of their workplace or outside of their, you know, recreational activities. Whereas me, I'll have to be honest with you. I think God does give us all a gift and sometimes we, we don't want to acknowledge the gift or we think we're not good enough for whatever we're doing or we're not worthy but through trial and error and a lot of experiences good and bad and ugly I have come to the conclusion that I love people and I love to communicate with people Mm -hmm. and I love to talk and not just talk about just yeah I have my moments (laughs) you know I have I have my moments where I I goof off. Mm -hmm. I'm very goofy and I become very silly, especially after midnight. I don't know what happens to (laughs) me. No, I think it's everybody because definitely me. I think if I don't get any sleep, like after midnight, I just start jumping. Like I have so much energy, but it's because I'm really tired. Yeah, with me, I don't know. It's like something just switches on Uh and I become this like different person and like a different persona and my daughter will get embarrassed because I'll start singing I'll start dancing (laughs) um you know I'll start just being goofy and she's like mom you need to just go to bed and I'm like no the party is just getting started she's like oh please don't don't even go there Uh (laughs) 
so there I have my moments where I'm silly and I'm goofy and I'm funny and whatnot but then for the majority of the time I think when I connect with people I want to get to know about them I want them to know that I I want to know about them that it's just not just any random conversation it's genuinely some something that I want to give to them is just to know that they matter and that they're important and I'm focused on them hello hi sorry about okay. that I don't know exactly what happened that's never happened to me before so this is going to be segment two <laughs> of interview with Gigi. Um, yes. So I just had one question left, actually, and then we cut off. Um, basically, I wanted to ask you, which I ask all my all the people who I invite onto my podcast, and I love to ask this question just because I think that every day we should always be grateful for the things that we have and not focus so much on what we don't have and I try to do that myself as a daily practice is just be grateful for the little things um, that we're giving every day opposed to what we don't get you know because for whatever reason we don't get it um, mm. I want you to name three things that you're grateful for So three things that I'm think grateful for are is one is definitely my mom. She's always supported me in every way possible, and I don't think I would be the growing woman I am today without her. Um, second oh. would be my supporting family. They're always provide as funny and silly and goofballs as they are. They're always providing me with helpful tips and tools to guide me through life with anything. Really, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my final one would be Zero Givens for giving me an opportunity to grow and mature as a growing adult. And also, as a young entrepreneur, I'm learning a lot about a business, how to start one, and definitely how to take bigger risks in life. Right. Wow. That's awesome. I can't wait to see your journey and see the awesome young lady that you are going to become. And um, I look forward to seeing you in our one of our Zoom trainings or at the gym, because I do go there and meet with George yes. for some training. And occasionally I see you there. But thank you again for coming on to my podcast. Thank you for and, having me. Yeah, and sharing your story and, and just telling us, you know, your side of what it's like to be a trainer and a teenager, recent graduate, um, upcoming college student. I mean, you have a lot of things on your plate, yeah. but I think I think that's awesome. That's going to keep you focused and, and always busy. Mm -hmm. And I think busy is a good thing in this day and age. Um, I'm always busy. I went to bed at 2.30 in the morning last night, um, and I got up at 8.30 this oh, morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I mean, I'm constantly doing something. Sometimes I, I, I need to prioritize a little better. Mm -hmm. And the way I do that is I always carry um, 
a calendar with me. I carry my daily agenda mm-hmm. and I had become a little lazy with doing that because I'm like, you know, nothing serious needs to happen right now, you know, but the more and more I get, I'm getting busy. I'm like, okay, I need to pull my calendar out and prioritize what I need to get done. And there's this really good book that our broker recommended to us. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend to you to read if you like reading, it's called the one thing. And basically that book is about there's, There's 10, 20 things that you got to do today, but there's just that one thing that you really want to accomplish today. And you want to make sure that at the end of your day is done. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend you, if you pick up that book, it will just help you and guide you to, to know that you don't have to do 20 things today. You can do that one thing that you know you want to get done and you and you build on that. Okay, today I got that one thing done and tomorrow I'll get the other one thing done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the book is really good and I would highly recommend it to you. And there's another book that's actually something that I just started reading. It's called The Seven Habits of, of Successful People. And I'll send you a little copy of it. And it just talks about the seven habits that all of these successful people have have in common and why they became successful. And it's like seven habits that they practice in their business, personal life, relationships, you name it. Mm-hmm. You, you can use those habits in any in any situation or event or, you know, um, job or personal. So I'll send you a little copy of what it looks like. Um, But I highly recommend as you're getting busy and you're becoming more focused in your career and you're still working, training, um, to read these various books to help you prioritize because it it does get crazy. (laughs) As women, we take on a lot and sometimes we have so much to do and we're doing so much, but at the end of the day, sometimes you look around and you're like what did i do today <laughs> you know but we do we do a lot uh-huh. it's just that sometimes all that work doesn't have any real like substance or meaning to it so um it's good to adopt good habits at a young early age um well thank you Gigi. Thank i appreciate you, you. And uh, thank you so much. And maybe I'll bring you on here a year from now, two years from now, and we'll revisit <laughs> and we'll see where you're at at that point. Maybe, you know, right now, Veronica is my physical therapist, but maybe one day you'll be my physical therapist. You never know. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. And see you soon. Yes, thank Have you. Have a good one. Okay, bye bye.